Morning, I'm here with Emma Stevenson and Bill Taylor. Um, today we're going to talk about um, physiotherapists' role in advocating for and really protecting minors, um, young people and children um, who are in the performing arts and gymnastics. Um, so both of you have a lot of experience in, in these areas. So um, maybe I'd like to start by just introducing yourself and tell us about your background. So um, maybe Emma, go ahead and, and tell us your background. Sure. So um, my name is Emma. I, I actually grew up in the United States and started my career as a gymnast when I was just six years old. Um, and I ended up doing it for about 16 years. So I was involved with a lot of the same people throughout my whole life, health professionals and coaches. And I, I did tend to stick to that one gym. Some athletes would move around, but I did stick to that gym and our region was pretty highly regarded. So we had some of the big names that you know, I'm sure we'll touch on down the line in this conversation that we're involved in a lot of the scandals in America. And, um, and, and yeah, so it was some of the best years of my life, but looking back, quite interesting to see how all those people were around me for such a long time. Um, but yeah, now I'm, I'm a physio. I graduated a few years ago in the States and I've moved here um, and I've started my own company and doing things along the lines with prevention and physio. And, and, you know, I just really love working with kids. My, my job previously, I worked with a lot of athletes, performing arts, gymnasts, Olympic hopefuls. So I really enjoyed being a part of their experience and helping, you know, them in ways that maybe I wasn't helped and was helped to try to make sure that their experience as an athlete was formative and beneficial and they felt like they had someone to talk to. So yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that's a long, you know, from six, from six years old, right the way up. And then Ending up as a physio yourself and, and helping young people. So um, yeah. what about yourself, Bill? Yeah, so uh, my name is Bill Taylor. I've been a physio for longer than I can remember. Uh, <laughs> I've worked in uh, with uh, the performing arts uh, section uh, for over 26 years. Um, I've, I'm have i the consultant physiotherapist at Scottish Ballet. But I've really been involved with children of all levels in the dance world. Um, from for from very small kids all the way up to um college professional um level and i think um one of the things i am not a dancer i'm 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 but I, I am an advocate for for kids and i think they really they deserve a safe place to go to be seen they deserve uh, I, i'm very kind of keen that um i i was i suppose i i was interested in talking today was because i have been i i had the unfortunate experience of being involved um, with a, a ballet company uh, in Scotland that recently had to close down due to allegations of uh, misconduct. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that still has to come to court, but the allegations have been made and the place was closed quite promptly. And I think I was quite shocked really in that I, I'd been in this, um, even although I knew about the American situation, even though I, I knew about um, kind of um, abuse that had happened in, uh, you know, gymnastics around Scotland, maybe in the past, historical issues around that. Um, the the ballet, uh, the whole, this whole, because it's a, it, the, the, the ballet school was a, uh, uh, what would you say, uh, um, uh, what's the word, boarding, it was a boarding school. So basically the kids went there and they stayed there during the whole term. Oh. And apparently this, and I think the thing that shocked me most about it was um, that, that, that it had been going on for such a long time. Um, I think we've had the whole BBC Jimmy Savile thing in this country. There's, we're having a lot, a lot more awareness of it. And here, here am I in a position treating children um, and, and, and having awareness. And, and 
had absolutely no idea. So this thing is very covert, and and it obviously is 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 still happening now when you think it should not be happening. Yeah, like even looking back, can you can you think of anything that you sort of missed out? Were there any hints or signs or you know? No, there's there's nothing at all, and I I. I not nothing. I mean, I, I, I think, I, you know, I, I think I'm, I see a lot of kids and I see, I, again, dancers are, um, the, the, the dance world has, has changed over the years that I've worked in. I've been in, I, and I think initially um, it was quite, there was quite a kind of bullying culture, especially in Bali. And, and there was a whole, if in Bali, if you weren't, you know, the thing that happened was, if you were doing well and you got an injury, well, there was five other people behind you in the queue waiting to take your place. So number one, you wouldn't say, you wouldn't complain. You would uh, knuckle down, you would get on with it. You would keep doing the job. And the problem with that is you also became very kind of dependent on your uh, ballet teacher, on the person that was looking after you. Mm-hmm. And you were dependent on them to choose you for the roles. You were dependent on them to, to help you get to where you wanted to go in your career. So you were not, you weren't going to be very critical yeah, there was um, a real, there was a real uneven, unequal power dynamic going on there, a very, yeah. very steep kind of yeah, power dynamic. And Emma, I saw you as well when, when Bill was saying about the bullying culture in dance. I saw you pretty strongly kind of related to that or were nodding along saying, yeah, I get the impression you've experienced that kind of thing in the gymnastics world. Yeah, it was, it was, it was almost interesting just listening because I think Bill comes from it from being obviously on the professional side and not realizing it. And I feel like I came from being on the athletic side and not realizing it because I was lucky I wasn't ever abused in the terms of, you know, for if you're familiar with the Larry Nassar trial and all of that, like he was a doctor I went to, he was at camps I was at, I knew him, we liked him. I was fine. And I had teammates who were very close to me who were okay, but I knew a lot of people in the region who were abused and you know, some of the girls on the Netflix documentary at Athlete A, if you've seen that, I knew some of them. And I think for me, it is, it's quite true when, you know, Bill was saying you, you don't have any signs because these girls, at least in these cases, um, were trained to just deal with everything and anything because they had this one goal and, you know, injuries weren't acceptable because like, again, like Bill said, like if, if you're out, there's so many other girls trying to get in and, yeah. um, I think that was to me just even just hearing Bill say I was like wow that's so true I I always felt kind of guilty not being abused almost in a way because I didn't know and then I felt like I couldn't help and thinking back to it you know were I felt very mature there but I wasn't again you know looking back and I think we're so vulnerable because you know I was in the gym 20 to 25 hours a week starting at age eight you know so I was always at the gym and those were my family. My coach was my family. You know, the, the doctors I went and saw were my, you know, second family and things. So I think that's why this topic has become, you know, I've been silently reading and listening about it for many years. And I think over the last, even when we just talked a couple of weeks ago, it's been clear to me that it's something that maybe that's why I like to work with kids so much because I, you know, I want to make sure that there is an outlet for them. Um, yeah. But yeah, bullying too, it is. It's it's more bullying, I think, from my perspective, not so much within athletics, like within like my team, maybe a little, but like mostly it was like the coach power dynamic where, mm. you know, if you don't perform, don't worry about it. We'll fix them. We'll find someone else who can. And, you know, if, if you're going to say you're injured all the time, we'll, we'll fill your place. So I think it's, it's a hard, it's more than just even, you know, sexual abuse. It's the emotional and physical and 
it doesn't always come with just someone getting beaten with a punch. You know, it's, there's a lot more to it than that. And I think that's what people are starting to realize and, and need to realize, I guess, to be better advocates for children. That was, that was really interesting when you use the word family, you know, you, it, it, to you, it felt like as if it was a family as such, you know, you're, you're all working very closely together and there is this power dynamic and you're dependent on people to kind of make or break your career and, and just your whole self-identity is really wrapped up in, wrapped up in what you're doing. Totally. Yeah. 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 Um, can you think of, you know, does, does anything come to mind immediately for either of you? Um, as some some kind of advice or some kind of um, suggestion that you'd give to other clinicians working with children and young people in the performing arts and gymnastics is there something can you put your finger on anything you think people should be looking out for or how can we kind of be more aware of this and yeah what what can be done for your average uh, clinician I suppose um, I th well, I, I think when kids come, especially when kids come into um, the, the the clinic, because they again, you as a physiotherapist, you're seen as a person of authority, and they're often still following that pattern of behaviour of of respecting you and of wanting to please you. I, I think maybe that would yeah. be what I'm saying that, like definitely wanting to please you. So. Um, I've seen situations in the clinic where um, I've had young dancers, performers, um, swimmers who come with injuries and during the, the, the chat, during our conversation, I get the feeling that perhaps they don't want to continue dancing. They don't want to keep swimming. Mm -hmm. They want to stop doing what they're doing. But uh, they're actually in a situation that they don't know how to say that. So this is a really simple kind of, it's not, you know, it's not physical, sexual, um, psychological abuse. I mean, Maybe it is psychological. It's maybe their the parents, sometimes the family, are living their life vicariously through that yeah. child. So they're, they're doing the thing that they want to do. And maybe the child has achieved a lot more. And so they're, they, they, so I, I think, you know, I think from a physio, we're, we're, re we're really lucky in physiotherapy. I mean, I'm, I think what we're interested in all the time with our patients is their narrative. And I think we're interested in the child's narrative. Let, let the child talk and yeah. let them speak and tell their story and be really aware of those there's clues that throw up that there's maybe kind of a, a quietness about the, ch the child maybe there's a lack of confidence with them when they are a performer when you would think as a performer they should be much more confident maybe there's a lack of engagement in their and what they're doing and their program and and there's kind of they don't maybe they don't really know much about their they're not very sure when their injury happened so they're kind of not really engaged in their body they're a bit disembodied so I think those things for me are the kind of unspoken kind of clues that things are going on so that that's really just kind of highlighting the importance of really truly listening to to your patients like really listening to that child I could see you nodding again there Emma when you were saying about let let the child talk like let the person talk yeah I always did that I made sure when I ever worked with children I always involved the parents as well of course because I wanted them to trust me I wanted them to feel they could come to me I would try to keep them engaged but as well I would sometimes you know if the parents seemed to be a little bit overbearing or chatty and kind of trumped the child I would ask them could you please I'm happy to hear your side of it. Could you just please let the child talk? Because I want to see if there's anything I pick up on that maybe seems different, you know, or if I can just get the dynamic at home, right? Because like Bill said, I've had a couple of gymnasts specifically 
it's, it's an interesting world gymnastics because most gymnasts aren't going to the Olympics. It's more of the dream is going to, at least in the United States, to college, to getting that full scholarship. So a lot of these parents around high school years feel very invested in the sport. And then they're trying to get these kids to get um, that full scholarship and to move them forward. So sometimes it's the case of making sure that the girls are heard or the, the boys as well. I worked with both. And um, yeah, I just find it's important to engage the parents and kind of you ask how to watch out for signs. And I think something I was just kind of reviewing the last few days is I think equipping parents with the skills as well to identify abuse, yeah. to identify these things and make sure they feel comfortable if it is on a coaching point of view, you know, or other medical professionals speaking up, if they don't feel like their child is, is if they're at child acting differently, or if there's not in the best care, because I think sometimes parents don't know what to do and they just put blind trust in, in us as professionals or coaches. And I think that should be okay, but it clearly isn't all the time. So. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's really important as well. Just generally raising awareness. Do you, do you think that um, the Netflix documentary, you know, the scandals, you know, that, that have been well publicized now in, in the U S and do you think that it will hopefully help the situation? Like, do you think that there's generally more awareness of this problem now in the gymnastics performing arts world? Oh, I, yeah, I, I think so. I don't think everyone's watched that documentary because I think some people, you know, it, it, it's a slow burner. People are going to start picking up that it's an important issue. But um, I was just watching Allie Raisman was one of the um, Olympic gymnasts from Rio and London. And she's been a pretty big advocate because she was one of the victims of the Larry Nassar trial. And, and she just even put out the other day, I was watching that the United States Olympic Committee and USAG, United States of America Gymnastics, Association, both of them still have not done like independent investigations on everybody involved, meaning like full mm -hmm. records and everything. And they're saying they're doing investigations, but like their lawyers who are controlling the investigation. So it, it's just shady still. And, you know, mm -hmm. her and actually now Simone Biles, there are a lot of them, and Simone Biles is like the, the goat mm -hmm. of gymnastics. And um, yeah, they're all just coming out and starting to use their voice, which if you knew the sport, maybe from like a historical or being in in it is very, very not normal because a lot of the times, you know, we as these adolescent women or girl athletes at the time, we just don't have a voice like that. So um, mm. that's been cool. I don't think anything's going to change today. I think it's in process. I think more people are becoming stronger and, you know, more confident about this topic, but yeah, I, I think it's going to take time because it, it behooves the you know societies to continue the way they were because it allowed us to be so dominant in the sport and other sports I'm sure have had this and yeah. there are only times to come before that comes out I'm sure yeah yeah yes it's I think one of the things I, I'm I'm kind of interested in this whole idea of you know the spectrum of abuse so you know the, the American stuff was kind of at the top end of the spectrum kind of suspect behavior but people kids will be they'll feel humiliated they'll feel you know kind of like bullied they'll feel that their self-esteem will be in their boots and, and it's interesting what you were saying emma that you know how think how things have changed but they're still changing there's kids as young as eight had been shouted at had been humiliated had been bullied really and 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 so it is that it's this idea of 
there's there's a kind of I, I can't I'm, I'm not even sure how to put it into words really. It's this idea that you know the dance and the performance or the the the, the sport is everything. Still, that still is really high, it's a really high pinnacle. So we 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 should maybe put up with some of that. So I, I think well, on the one hand, we're all saying yeah, this is terrible. We shouldn't be doing this. We should be looking after the kids. We're, we're still pushing to achieve the medals at competitions. We're still pushing to get good reviews with our performances. Um, we're, um, you know, like from a, a ballet school all the way up to a professional ballet company, there, there is that situation where there's the, the change and shift in power dynamic, which make, keeps um, women, pr primarily women, I'm sure that guys have experienced it as well, but primarily women in, in, a, in a, a really um, unfortunate situation where they don't have any power. And, I, and I've seen behavior that has just been, you know, completely unacceptable. I, it's not behavior that I would put up with. Um, in 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 my in my life, it's a difficult one with just the whole um, culture of it, right? Like Emma, yeah. have you like have you do you have any thoughts on it? how do you how do you like balance the need to if there is a need to like to push to encourage to you know to to kind of to give the athletes or the performers that drive to to be the best that they can if that's what they actually want, but then at the same time you have this culture of you know what. <clears throat> as Bill was saying, basically something that is actually bullying and quite abusive, the kind of behavior that you wouldn't tolerate from someone in your normal life. Or I could imagine that, say, as a 14-year-old girl, um, to be shouted at, bullied, you know, sort of basically abused by, by someone in a position of power, you know, where, where that's kind of done with the aim of improving you as a gymnast making you the best performer you can be like there's some kind of very very gray area there where do you just say no bullying is ever acceptable or do you say oh well there's this line that if you cross that line you know if you're behind that line it's okay to behave this way towards this 14 year old girl like where is that line it's yeah really that's a good question i'm glad you asked me because i wanted to touch on it after bill mentioned it because i think there's really two aspects to that one which is a bit interesting that I didn't really think about until Bill was saying it, but it is kind of like a bullying coach relationship sometimes. And I think you don't think of bullying, I guess, when I think of bullying, I think of peer bullying. I don't, I guess my brain doesn't think of it as an authoritative bullying, but I, you know, we're all people, aren't we? So you can bully anybody. It doesn't matter. Um, even children can bully adults. You know, it's not as common because there's an easier, you know, adults tend to have a better handle on things, but sometimes. But I think the thing that you're asking, and I, I find it a very challenging thing, even now, even after going through maybe some more emotional, physical abuse that I maybe went through as a gymnast, um, it is hard because in order to be successful, you do have to put in a lot of work. You have to put in a lot of hours. You have to be dedicated and devoted. Now, you can be all those things and you, don't, and you can do those without abuse, but not everybody has that mental capacity or you know, determination to do that without a little bit of like some oomph from someone else. So it is tough. And I think I've noticed it may be a separate light that maybe is kind of contradictory to this conversation, but I've noticed that without that push, you know, the gym I used to go to, I've noticed that the girls are a lot more wild for lack of a better word. Like they're, they're not as disciplined. They, they can do more what they want. There's more free reign in the gym, but I feel like that has made me more of a, a better worker. Like I know how to be disciplined. I know how to be, you know, in my element and professional, but then I also know 
that there is a line. So I don't think there's an answer, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Is it's hard because if, if we take away all of that discipline, and I think maybe discipline is the right word, is trying to instill discipline, instill that work ethic in a way that doesn't degrade the athlete and make them feel worthless or like they don't have a voice because I think, and then that is a very fine line. I mean, you think the balance beam is small. I mean, I think this line is far smaller than the balance beam. Yeah. It's, it's challenging. I'm yeah. very individual depending on the, yeah. you know, the athlete involved, the performer involved, their coach, their family. So that's the hard thing too. It's just like physio, you know, every, every patient needs different things. Some patients want that constant like feedback let's go 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 and other patients want like tell me what to do i'll work on it and then let's check back in and it, it's trying to be that way as a coach you know or a professional allowing the, the people to be there themselves but giving them that like kind of motivation and push to get them where they want to go if they want to go there i suppose it's it's that the, the being able to motivate and coach someone bring out the very best in them without in any way taking away their sense of self-worth yeah or, yeah especially at that age you know like a yeah. very naive very immature and growing and learning and that's kind of teaching them those maybe bad behaviors that age is confusing because it takes time to unlearn those or you become that yourself so it's it's challenging if, if you're in that environment all the time if it's not a positive environment it's a very very hard topic like really really difficult one thanks a million both of you for for talking and giving your views was there anything else you were you were thinking to say on the subject or any other final thoughts before we wrap up um i just came up with a few resources some yeah. of them are actually u.s based <laughs> because i'm still kind of transitioning into the uk but um when i was treating back in the u.s safe sport training was a good coach to athlete kind of platform it's a quick tutorial kind of signs and symptoms to recognize um safe sport training safe sport yeah um and then darkness to light is something that actually Allie Raisman the gymnast I mentioned is partnering with and it's ending child sexual abuse and there's a lot of relatively cheap trainings actually there and good you know um resources whole thing of like the stages of grooming I think that's an important topic for people to understand to recognize so um, and then actually Health Education England has the e-learning for healthcare modules online for just safeguarding children. So yeah. I think a lot of us should have access to that as healthcare professionals. So that would be good to brush up on just to learn those signs and symptoms and, and just reaching out, I guess, to Bill or I, because I've, yeah. I've, I think it ignited this passion again in myself. So I'm happy to, you know, just chat with anybody if they have questions or want to understand more because it is, you know, kids are just so great so we just want to make sure they can keep you know keep them their individuality and personalities and and you know live nice and happy lives not yeah. you know yeah. suppressed lives I guess in a very dramatic way of saying it but yeah well said well said but well I will I will definitely link to all of those resources in the blog post that we'll uh, put this put this video on this interview into Thanks a million for uh, getting up at 7.30 in the bloody morning and doing this. I hope you both have a nice day planned. And I'd say we'll be talking again a good bit. Yeah, please. Yeah, this was great. It was was nice to meet you, Bill, and just nice to chat again. So happy to do this again, for sure. Yeah, keep keep in touch, Emma. It would be lovely to um, maybe do some more on this. I think I'm kind of... Yeah, you know what? You should. For sure.